Good morning, Breadcom East Manila. At binabati ko po, especially yung mga first-time listeners natin. Ako po si Aldrin, and I am one of the pastors sa Bread from Heaven Community Church in East Manila, or Breadcom East Manila for short. Um, medyo humahaba po yung ating ECQ na move po until May 15 And I'm sure ang bawat isa po sa atin, meron tayong uh, mga chances na gawin yung iba't ibang klaseng bagay. May mga nakikita ko na hindi naman talaga nagluluto, natututo magluto. Ako po mismo natuto ako mag-edit ng videos kahit wala po akong kalam-alam doon. So marami tayong natatry ng mga bagong bagay dahil ngayong quarantine. No? Ito yung on the positive side. Dahil, of course, I also uh, resonate with our brothers and sisters na nahihirapan, no? Dahil uh, mahirap maghanap buhay ngayong merong quarantine. But anyways, ngayong habang naka-ECQ po tayo, meron akong mga chance na magpahinga, mag-spend time with the family, and I praise the Lord for that. And also, to watch my favorite movies. At ang um, paborito ko pong mga palabas ay yung mga palabas sa Marvel Universe. No? Avengers and all of those series on the Marvel Universe. At kapag ka-favorite natin ang isang palabas, inuulit-ulit po nito, natin ito. Hindi po ba? Pinapanood natin to ulit. Natatandaan natin yung Uh, mga lines, na-influence tayo nito. And today, makikita natin, based sa binasa natin, si Paul, influence siya ng isang story or gospel story about the Lord Jesus Christ. At dahil sobrang influence siya nito and sobrang talagang binago nito yung kanyang buhay, ni-rescue siya nito, He is compelled to communicate it, to share it to people. At yun po yung makikita natin dito sa passage natin sa 1 Corinthians 15. At ang ministry ni Paul ay talagang ganon. He always discusses the gospel, he preaches the gospel, and then he draws out principles from it at ina-apply niya to sa buhay ng kanyang mga dinidisipulo. So makikita natin sa writings niya, whenever he teaches, he will always teach about the gospel. At kung magtuturo man siya ng mga practical na topics or ethics, uh, tinuturo niya ito within the context of the gospel. At ito po yung gusto nating uh, ma-accomplish sa ating simbahan. But for today, we will take another look at the gospel. Kasi ang sabi ni Apostle Paul sa verse 1, sabi niya, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. He wants us to be reminded of this very beautiful, compelling, life-changing story of the gospel which changed the story or the life of the Apostle Paul and he wants to share it to people and he wants to remind the people that this is a life-changing story. At yun po yung titingnan natin. Let's take another look at the gospel. So what is the gospel? 
I can identify at least three things based on our passage. First, the gospel is a proclaimed news. Second, the gospel is a Jesus-centered news. And lastly, the gospel is a world-changing news. Let's look at the first one. The gospel is a proclaimed news. Let me read it to you again in verse 1. Paul said, Now I would remind you, brothers, of the gospel I preached to you. So the gospel, according to Paul, is something that he preached to the Corinthian Christians. Something that he proclaimed. And baka naiisip nyo po kung ang gospel ay proclaimed news, edi ibig sabihin nito ang pwede lang mag-proclaim o magbigay ng sermon ay ang pastor. Pero in the New Testament, yung sermon po or yung preaching ay maraming uh, konteksto. Merong mga formal tulad ng ginagawa natin every Sunday when whenever I preach. Merong mga informal no, tulad ng, for example, si Philip when he shared the gospel sa Ethiopian eunuch. One-on-one, sinare niya yung gospel. And then the Ethiopian eunuch believed and got baptized. Meron ding mga formal setting like si Jesus, pumupunta siya sa synagogues in order to teach. Si Apostle Paul, nag-organize siya ng mga house churches at pag bumisita siya, um, mas formal yung setting. He preaches to the people, to the believers inside the house church. Like for example, uh, the house of Lydia. I think helpful yung sinabi ni Tim Keller sa kanyang book entitled Preaching. Si Tim Keller po ay pinag-aralan niya yung preaching sa Bible and according to him, preaching is done in different contexts, in different situations. Merong formal, merong less formal. And then he tried to get these biblical principles and apply it sa setting ng simbahan ngayon, sa contemporary setting. And he identified at least three levels of preaching. Let me read read it from his book, let me share it to you, meron siyang tinatawag na level 1. Ano ba yung level 1? Sabi niya, every Christian should be able to give both teaching and admonition that convey to others the teachings of the Bible. This must be done carefully, though informally, in conversations that are usually one-on-one. So, ito nga yung mga less formal. Limbawa, nag-share ka sa kapitbahay mo ng gospel. Sa kaklase mo, sa barkada mo, no? or relatives mo. So, ito yung tawag natin dito, evangelism. Pero meron ding tinatawag si Paul na level 3. Ito yung mas formal setting. Yung ginagawa ko every Sunday. Yung si God, meron siyang tinatawag na specific people to proclaim the good news full-time. Ako po, ako po ay full-time minister of the word sa ating simbahan. So, um, I preach the gospel in both informal and formal settings, no? especially on a Sunday. 
So that's level 3. But Tim Keller says, meron pang something in the middle between one-on-one -on -one informal sharing of the gospel and sermon or level 3 formal communication of the gospel. Something in the middle. Ang tawag niya level 2. Ano yung level 2? According to him, sabi niya, there are many ways to do the ministry of the word at level 2 that take more preparation and presentation skills yet do not consist of delivering sermons. So it involves more preparation. No? Hindi ito sobrang informal na sometimes impromptu, you just share the gospel to your neighbor. It takes more preparation pero hindi rin ito nasa level ng sermon no? or preaching every Sunday. So ano tong level 2? Level 2 today may include writing, blogging, and I will add vlogging no? or video blogging, teaching classes and small groups, mentoring, moderating, open discussion forums on issues of faith, and so on. So kung meron po sa inyong mga skilled or talented sa blogging, pwede nyo pong gamitin yon to share the gospel. Kung meron sa inyong talented sa graphic design, uso ngayon yung mga memes, you can use that no? to communicate the good news. Ito po yung natututunan ko ngayong ECQ, yung level uh, 2 of sharing the gospel. At ito po yung gusto natin mangyari sa simbahan natin. That in, different, in all these levels, we proclaim the gospel. It is a proclaimed news. Ang gospel po, hindi pwedeng makommunicate natin without proclaiming it. Okay, let me say it like that. Nakarinig na ba kayo ng news na ina-act out? <laughs> Medyo mahirap yata yun na parang charades, manghuhula ka. Dapat crystal clear, dapat malinaw. Kapag ka nanonood ka ng balita, dapat malinaw yung reporter. Dapat malinaw yung nagsasalita. Both yung detalye ng sinasabi niya, yung konteksto ng sinasabi niya, at pati yung delivery. Dapat malakas yung boses. No? So in the same way, ang news about Jesus Christ or gospel or good news, ibig sabihin ng gospel, good news, about the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Dapat ma-communicate very clearly. I just want to say this kasi merong uh, popular uh, quote at ang sabi ng popular quote na yon, uh, some of you might have encountered this. Ang sabi, preach the gospel if necessary, use words. Nag-agree ba kayo doon? If you ask me, ang answer ko, yes and no. Yes, kasi ibig sabihin, kailangan i-demonstrate natin yung gospel. Dapat nakikita ito sa pamumuhay natin. Pero I also say no, kasi I believe that the gospel, like what Paul said, the gospel I preach to you, sabi niya sa Corinthian Christians, in nature is good news and must be proclaimed very clearly. 
ang proclamation, hindi ito secondary. No? Hindi ito use words if necessary. It is primary. Come to think of it, maraming paraan para i-reveal lang Diyos ang sarili niya. You can see that in Psalm chapter 19. Makikita natin yung nature, yung creation declares the glory of the Lord. Pero makikita natin sa Psalm 19 that the laws of God, yung written laws, yung written word also declares or reveals what kind of God He is. And very obviously, we have the written word of God, the Bible. At very obvious dito na ang, ang Diyos primarily when He communicates to us, it's through the Bible. It's through His written word. So yes, the gospel must be demonstrated by all means sa buhay natin. Baliwala yung pinoproclaim mo yung gospel pero yung buhay mo, bad news. No? Malaking inconsistency yung good news na sinishare mo pero kapag nakita ka nila, eh, bad news. But I want to emphasize, in our church, the gospel is a proclaimed news. This is something that you should share. Hindi mo lang ito i-act out or ipapakita sa mga tao. You should also use your words. Kapag nag-share ka sa kaibigan mo, use words. Explain the gospel very clearly. Pagka nasa level 1 ka or yung informal uh, sharing of the gospel, you can use your testimony. Paano ka ba nakakilala sa Panginoon? How did you believe? What specific verse or passage struck you and caused you to believe and worship the Lord Jesus? Share that very clearly. Use your words. Use illustrations. No? Pag natin ikahiya. And kapag kami talent ka, graphic design, music, no? blogging, guys, you can use this. Ibinigay sa'yo ng Lord na talent ito. So you can also use it for His glory. Share the gospel. So that's the first description of the gospel. It is a proclaimed news. The second is the gospel is a Jesus-centered news. Ang sabi ni Paul sa verse 2, And by which you are being saved, there you go, if you hold fast to the word or the gospel I preached to you, unless you believed in vain. So according to the Apostle Paul, yung Corinthian believers, they are being saved if they believe in the word or the gospel that he preached. So, ang condition for them to be saved is when they believe in the gospel. Ngayon, ano yung gospel? Well, in verses 3 onwards, we will see that it is the story about how the Lord Jesus rescued the world through His life, His death, and His resurrection. In short, kapag sumampalataya tayo kay, Pangino kay uh, Jesus Christ, na sa pamamagitan ng kanyang buhay, kamatayan, at resurrection ay merong kaligtasan, we are saved. Saved from what? From sin and death. 
Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death. And Romans 3.23 says that all of us sinned. So kung lahat tayo ay nagkasala, well, the result of sin is death. Lahat tayo ay merong kamatayan, hindi lang physical, pati spiritual. Hindi lang physical death, pati yung pagkakahiwalay natin sa Panginoon. And for us to be rescued from this sin and death, the consequences of these things, we need to put our faith, we need to believe in the gospel, we need to believe in Jesus, that through His life, death, and resurrection, there is salvation. Let me put it this way. Maraming tao natatakot sa coronavirus. Maraming tao ang kailangan ma-save, ma-rescue, kailangan ma-rescue ng bayan natin sa pandemic na ito. Papano? Kapag ka meron ng vaccine, kapag meron ng antidote, di po ba? Now let me put it this way. Imagine na nakapasok ka sa isang secret laboratory at doon narinig mo yung balita that finally meron ng vaccine, meron ng cure for coronavirus. Ano yung una mong gagawin? Well, of course, kung ako yun, I will make sure na makuha ko yung cure na yun so that I will be saved or I will be protected from the virus. And of course, share ko sa sa mga kaibigan ko, sa mga kamag-anak ko, so that they can also be protected and have that antidote, have that vaccine. Siguro, ipopost mo ito sa Facebook, sa social media. No? At last, meron ng cure for coronavirus. Matatapos na rin yung ECQ, matatapos na rin yung pandemic na to. Now, in that same way, try to picture this. Sin is a disease that causes death. At yung kamatayan na to, hindi lang yung physical na kamatayan, tulad ng sinabi ko, kundi yung spiritual, yung, yung mapa, mapahiwalay ka sa Panginoon eternally. And then, suddenly, merong news na meron ng antidote. Merong news na meron ng cure. That there is a way to be saved from this sin and death. And that way is through believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. And through following Him, worshiping Him, and through trusting that through His life, death, and resurrection, the gospel, there is eternal security. There is salvation. Siguro, mas may sense of urgency sa atin. Diba sa atin, mas may sense of urgency yung makakuha ng vaccine sa coronavirus kesa doon sa, well, cure for sin and death. And I think tactic yun ng kaaway. 
I think important yung vaccine, pero kasi hindi natin nakikita how serious sin is. Okay, let me put it this way. Can you honestly say that coronavirus is more deadly than the corruption in our nation, which is going on for many, many years? Can you honestly say that coronavirus or some other sicknesses is more deadly than yung lumalaganap na na sex slavery yung corruption among leaders yung corruption in different levels yun po yung resulta ng kasalanan ang kasalanan hindi ka lang hindi lang ito magre-resulta sa kamatayan. Honestly, parang gagawin na itong impyerno yung buhay natin. So if you put it like that, of course, come to think of it, must much serious yung sin, yung result ng kasalanan compared to you know, any sicknesses. And of course, of course, parehong ayaw natin yun. But I'm just trying to illustrate it to you. Sometimes we, ni- we minimize sin. We minimize the result of sin, the consequences of it. And so, hindi natin masyadong na-appreciate yung cure. Whereas, sobrang appreciate na appreciate natin kapag ka nagkaroon ng cure sa coronavirus. But come to think of it, something more deadlier something more serious is happening, could happen to us because of sin and death. And the Bible says, Romans 3.23, all of us have sinned. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. However, I also want to emphasize that the gospel is not only for non-Christians. Ang gospel po ay para din sa ating mga Kristiyano. In fact, kailangan-kailangan po natin itong gospel na ito. May author nga na nagsabi, sabi niya, the gospel is not the ABC of Christianity. The gospel is the A to Z of Christianity. Ang ibig sabihin nun, ang gospel ay hindi isang basic entry-level lesson sa Bible study material na kapag ka natapos mo na, nabasa mo na, o nasagutan mo na, na master mo na, ay pwede ka nang mag-move sa iba pang topic. That's not what the gospel is. The gospel is what defines the Christian. So, tayong mga Kristiyano, um, we are called to believe, to trust, to worship, and to follow our Lord Jesus. At ang gospel po is the story about Jesus. So if we are followers, worshipers, believers of Jesus, then it means that the rest of the Christian life 
yung kabuuan ng Christian journey natin should be defined by the gospel, by the story of Jesus. Di po ba? So, kapag ka ako, nagtatry akong mag-follow kay Lord at may mga times na nagkakasala ako, I need the gospel to affirm me that I am forgiven. That when I repent, the Lord forgives me of my sins. Kapag ka napapaligiran ako ng maraming temptations, feeling ko hindi ko kaya ma-overcome, I need to be reminded of the gospel na nagsasabing, I'm a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I can live a new life in Christ. Hindi ko kailangan parating magpa-under na lang sa kasalanan o parating mamuhay ng nag-give in parati sa temptations. I am a new person in Christ. Kapag ka natatakot ako because of coronavirus, maraming taong well, natatakot, naririnig natin yung death, yung nagra-rise na cases. Hindi natin kailangan mapraning masyado kasi the gospel reminds us that we are forever secured. Na hindi natin kailangan mag-worry too much because alam natin kung saan yung destination natin. Kapag ka meron tayong kabigatan because of guilt ng past mistakes natin, kailangan natin yung gospel para palayain tayo sa mga kabigatan na yun because the gospel says that through Jesus Christ, I've been forgiven, not just that, I am declared right in the eyes of the Lord. So sa bawat yugto ng buhay natin, sa bawat situation na kakaharapin natin, parating may mensahe ang gospel. At ito yung paraan para ma-overcome natin ang mga kahirapan sa Christian life. At hindi lang to, ito yung paraan para tayo yung mabago at mas maging kamukha ng Panginoong Jesus. Kaya kailangan natin, kailangan-kailangan natin ang gospel bilang mga Kristiyano. But come to think of it, ilan na ba yung mga conferences or seminars na pinopromote dito sa ating bayan that emphasizes on the gospel? Di po ba? We want to talk about so many things under the sun except the gospel. And I, I'm afraid baka nagkakaroon tayo ng famine of the word sa ating mga pulpits, sa pulpits ng mga simbahan. Because we want to talk about other things except the good news of Jesus. But friends, it is the good news that defines what Christians are. It is the good news that must be central sa buhay ng mga Kristiyano. Paul says, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached. We need to be reminded as well. Let's not turn our backs from this good news that saves us, this good news that will change us, and this good news that will give us hope in life and in the life to come. So far, we talked about the gospel as being the 
proclaimed news. Secondly, a Jesus-centered news. And then lastly, a world-changing news. Ngayon, bakit ko tinawag na world-changing news ang gospel? No? Uh, let me put it this way. Kapag kami bagong ruler sa isang bansa, sa isang presidente, of course, dahil sa panibagong administration na ito, makakaapekto ito sa magiging story ng bansa, sa magiging life ng mga tao, ng mga citizens. Hindi po ba? So, nakita natin yan dun sa transition between our former president and our current president. Nung nagkaroon ng transition na ganun, of course, naging uh, bago yung pamamaraan ng panibagong ruler and makikita natin may change na nangyari, hindi po ba? Mas naging uh, emphasize sa war on drugs, etc., etc. Okay? So, in the same way, and even in other countries, no? ganun, kapag ka may bagong ruler, makaka-apekto to sa magiging history ng bansa. Now, here's the thing. In verses 3 to 4, makikita natin dun yung summary of the gospel, of the story of Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection. At ito po ang sinasabi. Through the gospel, there is a new ruler. At itong ruler na to is unlike our leaders. Unlike our leaders, this, this ruler is humble. No? Nakasakay siya sa donkey during his triumphal entry. Itong leader na to, um, he's also powerful. He has power over creation. Itong leader na to ay gracious. He forgives sins. Itong ruler na to can give freedom to the oppressed, especially those who are oppressed by the spirits. Nakita natin in the Gospels na Jesus can free them from evil spirits. At sinabi dito specifically in verse 3 and 4 that this ruler died for our sins. But death cannot defeat him. He was raised back to life. So in Jesus, we have a king who is above all rulers in our world. And this king is more powerful than anyone else. He has power over creation because he, he himself is creator. But this king is also meek. Sharen ay humble. At willing siyang mamatay para sa atin in order to rescue us. So kung ang isang bagong leader kayang baguhin yung history ng ating bayan, what more pa kaya si Jesus who is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords? Because He is right now sitting at the right hand of the Father ruling. We live in a world that is never the same anymore. Though maraming bad news tayong naririnig, let's never forget, there is a ruler who is in control of everything. And because of him, 
the story of our lives, the story of our world is never the same again. Brothers and sisters, nabubuhay tayo in a world where we are citizens of this world, but at the same time, we are citizens of the kingdom of Jesus. And He is our ruler. And He is calling us to live in a way, in such a way, a life that reflects His kingdom. His kingdom of peace, love, grace, forgiveness, healing, power. So ang gospel po ay hindi lang para sa ating personal salvation. Hindi lang ito makakatulong para sa ating personal uh, life. But the gospel can also transform our world. So what should be our response as Christians? Eh, dito na po ako magtatapos. Ang sabi ni Paul sa verse 2, Hold fast to this word, this gospel that I preach to you. In other translations, ang sabi, hold firmly to this gospel, to this word that I preach to you. Si Apostle Paul, he is reminding the Corinthian Christians of this gospel. And he is encouraging them to hold firmly to this gospel that he preached. Brothers and sisters, marami pong ways para tayo mag-respond sa gospel. Narinig na natin that we should believe in it. Right? Yung invitation to believe, to trust in it, to put our faith in Jesus. But there's this response, hold firmly. Hold tightly. Huwag mong pakawalan. Treasure it. Naalala ko nung bata po ako, nagpa-practice pa lang akong lumangoy. Siyempre, tulad ng ibang bata, the first thing you do kapag ka nasa swimming pool ka ay yung humawa, kumapit doon sa gutter ng swimming pool ng sobrang higpit. Hindi po ba? So that hindi tayo malulunod, we will not sink in. That's what I picture when Paul said, hold firmly to the gospel. So that we will not sink. Ano mang false teachings yung nagtatry sa ating maglayo or nagtatry na um, maglusen ng ating grip sa gospel na to. We have to firmly grasp, hold on to this gospel from the Bible. Whether false teachings man ang naghihiwalay sa atin sa good news na ito or trial man or temptation man yung gusto sa ating mag gusto tayong lunurin. Mga problema man, gusto tayong lunurin. Hold on to this gospel. This is our hope. And Paul said that it is through this gospel that you and I are being saved. An author said, when you take a look at sin, take a look at the gospel ten times. That's how we hold on. To this good news. May we be filled with knowledge, with appreciation, with worship because of this gospel. God bless you brothers and sisters.